You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids Weekly Leader Training, helping you teach your kids the big story of the Bible. On this episode, we're talking about Unit 32, Session 3, The Church Divided. So this week, we are looking at 1 Corinthians 1 through 6. Again, uh, as you look at your Bible story in the leader guide that you use, all six chapters, of course, will not be listed there. Uh, We are kind of doing a survey of that. But as you're preparing, you want to read at least those six chapters. Again, I would would encourage you to read all of 1 Corinthians to have the the better, um, grander idea of, of what is being said by Paul in this epistle. But the big idea we're focusing on in this session from those first six chapters is that the gospel brings us together. And you see it really apparently, especially the tail end of chapter one into two, um, that you, you see this division that Paul mentions in the church in Corinth, and he wants to deal with this. So here's the background. Paul did not visit Corinth until the second missionary journey. So actually, we haven't gotten to that in the chronology. We're jumping ahead. Um, and so you might think, man, we didn't think this through really well. Shouldn't this one have been delayed until after that? But keep in mind what we've been seeing in the early church. We've been seeing um, that that they are starting to grow, but there's some tensions in, in the church. We've seen it before this um, with the widows, for example, um, not being served food. Uh, we've seen questions about, you know, Gentiles converting, So as we have even seen Paul's first missionary journey, we think it's fitting to jump ahead to 1 Corinthians and talk about unity as we are seeing the church growing and diversifying in Acts. So it it seems like it's a fitting time, even though, again, technically he would not have written this by the time where we are in Acts itself. So what's going on in in Corinthians is this, for... uh, Several years after Paul helped plant that church, uh, he heard that it was struggling. Um, Somebody connects with him and says, Paul, there's some just really big issues happening at the church in Corinth. Several sins, some quite serious, were happening. And so Paul corresponds. He wants to get there in person, but it's not like today where you can just, you know, drive real quick or hop on a plane. Um, Traveling distances, of course, took a lot more. So anticipating he won't be able to get there sooner or you know quickly, he corresponds, he, he writes letters. Now, we know of two letters, First and Second Corinthians. Actually, he wrote at least three, maybe even four. We know there's at least one letter in between First and Second Corinthians that is not part of Scripture. Um, some believe there was a fourth letter as well that he seems to reference, but at least three. But only two are part of Scripture. Um, First and Second Corinthians as we know it. So he's writing back and forth with his church to help them. In First Corinthians, this is his way of drawing attention to all of the issues they're dealing with. And so as you read the whole book, you'll see this. He, he starts with an introduction and so forth. And then when he gets going, depending on your the translation you use, you'll see the phrase now concerning or something like that several times. And then it's it's his way of shifting to another, okay, now concerning this issue I heard about, now concerning this issue, and then he, he deals with it. So the two of the most serious issues he's going to deal with was divisions and factions. That's one issue, divisions and factions. And the second was that some people were rejecting bodily resurrection. So 
the first issue he deals with is divisions and factions. And then the last one he deals with is the bodily resurrection. It's like he bookends and he takes the two most important. And he says, let me, let me treat these. You know, whatever's first and whatever's last usually stands out. So it makes sense that those two issues are bookending. And all the other issues, some, again, some are really serious in between, he deals with in between. So again, our context this week, we are looking at divisions that Paul addresses. And basically he's saying, guys, how can you be divided? We, we're a church. We should be united by Christ. The gospel brings us together. Let's not live apart. So that's a kind of a long introduction to this week's session. Uh, Karen, as you look at the content, is there anything that requires any kind of extra caution or prep time? No extra cautions this week, but just a few prep things to note. Um, one is to draw on map pages as an activity in preschool. Um, and we say to use an old atlas or print from the internet. Um, just a little hack that you know, I think is helpful is, you know, if you go to a rest stop, um, like on the interstate or a tourist destination, a lot of times they have some free maps you can grab. Of course, you don't want to take advantage of that. You don't want to ask. But um, again, you may recall us talking about good maps and bad maps um, a few weeks ago, (laughs) Um, but you don't want to draw on like a really nice map in your classroom. So um, need to get some affordable ways to do that. Um, Another fun activity for preschool is making fun dough out of hair conditioner and cornstarch and I just again it's a messy activity but always so good to do these sensory things with kids and I love how the writer used it to talk about two things coming together Um, so I would encourage you to give that a try and then another um, the missions activity involves inviting a Spanish speaker to class and you know if you have someone in your congregation who speak Spanish, you want to go ahead and ask them to come. Um, Again, always a good thing to expose um, preschoolers and kids to people outside of the kids ministry realm, you know, because we're all one body as we're talking about (laughs) this week. So yeah. Definitely. All right, let's roll. There's nothing really that I've seen in the kids content to, to kind of speak to here. So let's just kind of roll ahead to the next part of what we're uh, excited about God potentially doing through this session. Karen, as you look at this, what what are you kind of seeing here? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, it's not that happy of a story, but it's a really important one. And if you look at the Bible story picture, it's probably not one you want to hang in the hallway of your ministry wing <laughs> with the people fighting on it. But I do think that this is a really important story because, you know, we have got to train up a generation to protect the unity of the church. I mean, if you look in just Jesus always is praying for unity. So many of the epistles are talking about unity. Um, and so I just think we really need to get this on their radar now. Um, you know, because there's, I just, there's no greater witness than when they can, people can see the church getting along people that normally would have nothing to do with one another. They are brothers and sisters in the Lord. And that's just one of our greatest witnesses. And we want to protect that and honor that and raise up a generation that values that. Yeah. Karen, as I look at it, I kind of had the same takeaway that, that, that hope of um, unity being really apparent to that need in our kids and they, they can be uh, difference makers rather. Um, I I think we're both quick to recognize division in the church today. We see it all around us and it, it, it hurts us. Can you imagine what it does to Christ and his glory? So 
Yeah, this is an important issue. As you shared, it's not necessarily the most fun session when you think about it from that. It's kind of treating a negative, um, but it's so important. So I, I, I'm with you. I echo that. I hope that God uses this to really get our kids understanding their need to live in unity. And, and we can express that in our, you know, we can't do anything about the Christian Twitter. Uh, well, beyond what we post. Um, but we, we can make a difference in our classrooms. You know, if we recognize a chance to increase the unity in our, in our groups, in our kids' ministries, in our churches, we can make a big difference there. And if every church did that, we'd see a difference made on Twitter and social media and everything else. So, all right, so let's wrap it up there. Let's pray to end, but wrap up there for our time together. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope that you found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids and preschool. And for more helpful resources, visit gospelproject.com. Mm-hmm.